Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And it is very, very cold. But this gossip is hot, hot, hot. Hot. Um, so as I continue to work through um, bringing Drunk Gossip to, to a vlog, I just want to let you know it is going to happen. Um, I'm working with a wonderful producer right now who um, has some genuinely good ideas on how we can transform the show. Um, and we'll, we'll be talking more about that as time comes. We're going to do a um, concept test uh, sometime in January. And then I, from there, we're going to take the following the next steps. So, yay. Um, as far as I know right now, it's only going to be a weekly show, um, a weekly vlog, and um, probably a weekly podcast. Um, and hopefully I can launch the vlog this year. It's been, it's been a year. It's been really rough. Um, but we've reached over 100 episodes, so thank you guys so much. Um, and... Speaking of rough years, Pete Davidson has had one. Uh, whether you like him or not is immaterial. He's gone through two breakups, probably both of his own uh, doing. But, you know, one breakup is hard enough. But two, especially in such a high-profile way with Cassie David, and of course with Ariana Grande back in October, it, it's going to take its toll on you. Um, not only that, but he's still grieving the loss of his father who died in the 9-11 terror attacks. Um, he has borderline personality disorder. And, you know, just, that's just not a great combination. So, last night, he posted an alarming, and I didn't realize how alarming it was until I actually read it for myself, um, Instagram he said, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I've ever tried to do is help people. Just remember, I told you so. Um, this, of course, got a large outcry from celebrities. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly uh, said, I'm on, my, I'm on a plane. I'm on my way to say Pete. Like, I'm going to make sure he's okay, basically. Um, John Cryer, um, reached out and he was like, hey Pete, like, there's a lot of love, don't do this. What are you thinking, dude? Like, get it together. Um, and then, you know, he tried to lighten it up a little bit, but like, by saying that when Pete turned his phone back on, it was gonna blow up. And I'm sure it did, I'm sure it did. Um... Nicki Minaj, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, was like, stop stop just saying the word love and actually live it. We're going to talk about that because there, that's a lot to unpack right there. Um, and it, it, people were so afraid that Pete was actually going to take his own life that in, the NYPD actually had to go to um, Rockefeller Center and do a wellness check on him. 
I don't know. Um, I we do know that he was fine. Um, we're not sure if someone stayed with him or if they got him into a hospital. He only appeared on SNL last night for three seconds to introduce Miley Cyrus. Um, he briefly appeared in a prepackaged skit. Um, playing Robbie Malik, auditioning to host the Oscars. But honestly, that was all we seen of him. And, which was quite the change because up until, up until this week, he'd been in a pretty fair amount of sketches. Um, MC Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights keeps insinuating that he's about to lose his job. Um, we've not seen any indication of that, but it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Um, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Um, and hopefully Pete will break his silence and let us know what actually happened. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, so earlier I said I wanted to talk about Nicki Minaj. So this weekend, I was having a conversation with my friend Mary T. Shout out! Um, yes, Mary T is listening right now, so... Hey, girl! (laughs) That was really bad. That was just really, like, horrible. Horribly bad. (laughs) I'm not drunk enough for this shit. Oh, and Will, if you're listening, hi. Um, so Nikki, um, the whole conversation revolved around who is the better rapper, um, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. And as you all know, I'm not a fan of Cardi B. I like one song, I like it. But I don't know. I just never really connected with her, the way that I do with, um. Nicki Minaj. Um, I think I, both women are very talented in their own right. I just, I'm not a fan. Which I think is fair. Um, but as, as we were talking about this beef, um, Mary T reminded me of a couple of things. First of all, Nicki, Nicki needs to be encouraging um, this new group of female rappers. You know, there's never very many female rappers. You have a ton of male rappers who break through and, you know, make it big. Um, but really, we don't... I'm trying to think. Um, there's, of course, Missy Elliott. Um, Little Kim. Uh... Maybe Eve. I, I'm not sure if Eve would be considered rapper R&B. Um, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Um, Remy Ma, which I don't know what a Remy Ma is. It sounds like a sex act, but um, apparently she's a rapper. I don't think she broke through very big, though. Um, so what's the point of this? Um, 
Nikki has feuded with with Remy Ma and Cardi B. Maybe she just doesn't like people with less than three letters in their last name. Um, <laughs> that's really the only thing I can think of. Or she's a catty bitch. Both are very feasible. I'm hoping it's one over the other, but... Oh, the cream soda I'm drinking went down the wrong pipe. Yes, I'm not actually drinking alcohol today because of the seriousness of the show. I know, it's a shock. Clutch your pearls. Okay, so... So... Nikki had a really brief beef with Rumi Mott. It was so brief, I don't even remember it, to be honest. Um, and then there's this Cardi B thing where uh, allegedly, and I say allegedly because it feels like in these kind of situations, you can always trace it back one more step. But allegedly, this started because Nikki was talking about Cardi B's daughter. And then Cardi B went to the Met, uh, the Met Gala, threw her shoe at Nikki, got escorted out. Which, by the way, your Cardi B is probably never going to be invited back to the Met Gala, and I went to her doesn't put up with that shit. Um, but anyways, it, so this has been escalating, and escalating, and escalating. Um, In a different storyline for Cardi B, she um, she broke up with Offset, and then allegedly went to a strip club and had two waitresses beat up because she thought that perhaps they may have slept with her now ex-husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband. We talked about this. Um, and then Nikki turned around and hired those women... She started her new music video. So when Nikki is talking about love, I think she needs to practice what she preach. Um, here's her exact quote for Pete Davidson. Uh, da, 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 mental health. This is what happens when you don't prep. This is why my producer wants me to prep more. Um, alright, so here's what she tweeted. We can be so insensitive. God bless Kanye and Pete. Being flippant about mental health illness speaks more about you than them. Stop saying the word love and live it. Love is an action. Girl, I could not agree with you more. So stop harassing Cardi B. Sit down with her. Talk to her. Work with her. You know, you're you're being so petty about not debuting at number one because you feel like Travis Scott cheated with the whole um, Kendall Jenner thing. Can you imagine what a collaboration with Cardi B would do for you? You would have the biggest song in the land. That, that That's not even an exaggeration. That song would go to number one and stay there. 
And people are saying, well, you said the same thing about Britney and Iggy. No, I never said that about Britney and Iggy. When they announced that they were doing a collaboration, I was excited because I, I like both of them. I love Britney and I like Iggy. Um, but honestly, it never made sense. Like, aesthetically, yes. Two blonde girls making a song together. But Britney hasn't done, like, poppy music lately. She's done more EDM. With with Nikki and Cardi, this could be, like, a Reba McIntyre-Linda Davis duet. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't pretend with me that you don't listen to Does He Love You. All right? Do not do it. And, in fact, I would love Nikki and Cardi to redo that song. Make it their own. Make Reba some more millions. I think that would be just fantastic. All right, I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. All right, and I'm back. So, as I've said many, many, many times over the past 101 episodes, every night, or every day, I read the gossip blogs. Um, I usually save, like, um, Crazy Days and Nights um, and delisted for, for the nighttime. Um, D-Listed is usually more like my dinner reading. You know how, um, in the past, like, dads would sit down with the newspaper when they got home from work and read? That's my version of that. Um, and people laugh at me, um, especially a certain someone, because I do that. Um, but whatever. <laughs> So, uh, the reason why I'm talking about that is because there's been a whole storyline, um, for lack of a better word, as I always say, um, over on Crazy Days and Nights about um, the cultures at like CBS and um, Disney and Nickelodeon. And this week... In two separate stories, we kind of seen this come up. So in the first one, um, Stony Westmoreland, who played Andy Mack's grandfather on the on the show with the same name, um, he was arrested for soliciting a minor. To have sex. I don't even know where to begin with that one, to be honest. I mean, thankfully, it was a thing. Um, no children were, were irreparably harmed. But boom goes a dynamite, gross, ill. Please, please just go away, sir. Um, Disney, of course, fired him. Um, but I think this is not... This is clearly not the first time that this has happened. Um, he was he sent lewd pictures. He asked for lewd pictures back. Um, there's, there's no... I haven't seen any reports indicating whether it was a boy or a girl. 
in either case, grosser. Um, but that just goes to the show, like, you know, these parents want their kids to have, like, this big Hollywood career and whatnot, but this is what it's going to lead to, like, you don't know who your kid is working with. You may think you do, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And speaking of behind closed doors, <clears throat> Les Munez shot himself in the foot. So, in case you haven't heard, Eliza Dushku was set to um, become a, a, a regular cast member, a full-time cast member on the CBS show Bull. Um, she had she had agreed to do a three episode special guest star or stint, and all the indications were there. They were setting it up to where she would be a series regular, blah blah blah, whatever. And then, um, Bull star Michael Weatherly um, made some inappropriate jokes. Um, one was about wanting to have a threesome with her. Um, which a crew member mimicked afterwards. Um, he made a a dumb rape fan joke and talked about bending her over his knee. For his part, Michael Weatherly says these were all really bad jokes and bad taste and he's very sorry for offending anyone or for indicating that this was going to be okay. Um... The only part of that that I don't believe is, he says, I don't recall telling anyone how to do their job in terms of casting and hiring and firing. You either know you got someone fired or you don't. The way the way that's worded suggests that he did. Um, but just like Jeff Sessions, you can't tell someone what they remember. So, he's probably going to take some flack for it, but... Um, you know, so anyway, so, um, Eliza, and, and this is what pisses me off. I have a friend who says, well, they, you know, these women, if they're harassed or, you know, they're whatever, they need to speak up when the incident happens instead of waiting. So Eliza did just that. She stepped up, she went through the proper channels, she reported it, she said that this is not okay, and she was fired. That same friend is now saying, well, you know, she got a settlement. She got $9.5 million, so she just should just shut up about it. First of all, Eliza said nothing about this. This came out because CBS released it. CBS said, this is what the investigation came up with. We paid her $9.5 million because she was wrongfully terminated. Um, a job opportunity was taken away from her because she complained. So, what actually happened was, um, she made these complaints, um, a new showrunner was coming in, um, and he had, he heard about the complaints and was like, "Mm, no, and Les Munez was like, let's just get rid of her, you know, so when she, when she filed her complaint, she, instead of filing a lawsuit, she went through mediation, which, again, is what she's supposed to do. 
And CBS decided, oh, we're going to show her cursing on set because that means she's not ladylike and her whole case falls apart. Except for the fact that these tapes show these crude jokes being made and totally backfired on them. So they wrote the check um, for what would have been the equivalent of four seasons of her working on the show. Um, and she had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. And again, um, Eliza has spoken out about being molested on um, the set of True Lies. But she she said nothing about her time on Bull. In fact, I forgot she was even on the show until after um, this came out. Um, so... And before anyone, before anyone asks, yes, she was offered recurring. Yes, she turned it down. Because recurring means they can, they can work you in all 24 episodes. But they don't have to pay the same amount of money that you get as a series regular. Um, that's, um, that's a wag rule. Or not a wag rule, a sag rule. Excuse me. Um... So what does all this mean? First of all, no matter what, there's going to be a douchebag out there who, even if the woman follows all the proper procedures, doesn't give a fuck that a quote-unquote bro did something wrong. It's always going to be the woman's fault. She should shut up. She should, no, no, that's not how this works. Period. She followed the proper protocol she made her complaint the way she should have done it. You know, all these toxic masculine, um, all this toxic masculinity, all of this bullshit. You know, oh, you know, men can't be men. No, women are asking for respect. Men can still be men. Men can still hit on women or men or whomever. But if the, the recipient is not receptive, deal with it. You know, there are workplace rules. Um, I think I told this story once. I know the segment's running a little, little bit long. I'm sorry about that. Um, um, but I, I think I told this story before. I, I, um, I'm a, technically a freelancer, but I work with the company on a regular basis. So I call it my job. And my boss had to send out an email that said you know if you're going to engage in a fight with somebody on Facebook please make sure that you don't have the name of our company on there because people are starting to complain and if our HR department is overwhelmed we're going to have to just terminate your contract because my point is this. There are workplace rules, no matter if it's a movie set, a TV show set, an office, or you work as a freelancer from home. There are rules in place to protect people. If you don't like that, shove it up your ass and go take a long walk off a short pier. And I should not have said that. I should be kinder, but it remains. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. 
Um, so, as I said, like last week, I want to, leading up into the holidays, um, which I'll probably, probably be better at next year, but I want to do a segment called Drunk Holidays. Um, this one is going to be kind of a downer. But I think it's something that really should be talked about a little bit more than what it is. Um, especially um, in light of the Pete Davidson story, which we talked about. Um, and now, um, last week, local uh, meteorologist uh, Jessica Starr took her own life. Um, Jessica Starr was the Fox 2 Detroit meteorologist in the morning, along with the gorgeous and sublime Alan Longstreet. Um, she was, she was fairly young. She was only 35. Um, she had two young children and a loving husband. Um, and she was found hanging this week. Um. Now, since I'm not in Detroit, this part was told to me via my best friend. Um, but every time that the her colleagues had to talk about this, they broke down in tears. And, you know, I lost a very dear friend of mine, um, which was part of the reason why I, I took the hiatus. Um... I I lost two very dear friends, but one I was much closer to than the other. Um, and so the the holidays are hard enough trying to get through them when the loss is um for lack of a better word natural. I can't imagine what it's like when the person took their own life. And there's a lot there's a lot of talk, there's a lot to be made of seasonal depression, um and yada yada yada. And and I totally get it and I I totally get that there's a sadness um, and suicide, for the record, I used to say suicide was selfish. I was wrong. Um, it, it, suicide is not handing the problems off to someone else. It, it is a symptom of a very real and very tragic disease called depression. And... The whole thing is, you know, in the case of Pete Davidson, he's still with us. God willing, he's still with us. Um, and, and he struggles with his demons, you know. Um, Jessica had LASIK eye surgery, which is what everyone is laying the blame on um, right now because... Her recovery was not going well. Um, she had very limited sight. Her, It was still very blurry. 
Um, and it, in recent days, more reports have, have come out that, yes, she did struggle with depression. And we always talk about the holidays being a time for us to see our loved ones and get together and spend some time with them. And that's wonderful. That's great. Like, I, I would always encourage that. But let's also continue to um, do that even after the holidays are over. I know life gets busy. Life gets complicated. Don't talk to me about complicated lives, okay? Um, but seriously, like, it doesn't take much to send a, hey, I'm thinking about you. Are you all right? Or, hey, I love you. Let, let's talk soon. It might be the smallest thing in the world to you, but it would mean the world to somebody else. You know, uh, when I started this podcast, I was like, oh, can't be fun always. But that's not how life is. And uh, no matter what what form this takes, blog, vlog, podcast, TV show, movie, screening in heaven, I always wanted to ref- reflect real life. And unfortunately, depression, mental illness, sadness, those are all things that we have to deal with. And sometimes, yes, they are multiplied. They are magnified during the holidays. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. All right, and I'm back. And hopefully the third time is a charm. (coughs) Um... I keep getting calls every time I try to record this segment. Or really bad coughing fits. So, let's see if we can get through this. Um, The big story of the week, of course, was um, about Ellen DeGeneres. Now, Ellen has not made headlines like this in, in a while. Like, of course she's famous and, like, there's all these little rumors that, like, wrap themselves around her and... What not, but that's typical of any celebrity. For the most part, she's been very, like, laid back and, um, just focuses on business. So, um, for those of you that don't know, I, I truly believe that the daytime audience really craves consistency. Um, and they have to be eased into change. So, um, what do I mean? Like, ABC really screwed up by canceling All My Children and One Life to Live at the same time. I, you know, it was, I think they thought they were ripping off the Band-Aid. But they unleashed a wrath that still boils and goes after them to this day. Um, and, you know, we're talking about, um, a talk show here. So... NBC really bungled um, Matt Lauer and Megyn Kelly's um, exit. And I'm going to say they, they bungled more Megyn Kelly's than Matt Lauer's. Matt Lauer, they had no choice. He had to get off the air. That he had to be swerved off the property um, because he had become a menace. 
um, he was harassing women and whatever, he had to go. Megan Kelly, yeah, she screwed up. She was going to be toxic for a minute. But the ratings weren't that great anyway. She apologized. She was taken off the air for the two days. She should have been allowed to finish out the contract. And just, you know, tell her early enough, hey, like, we're not renewing you, so be prepared for that. Um, Canceled Megan Kelly today after, which is what she wanted anyways. And then, boom. You know, you have a year of her where you could, where she could have been on the election coverage. She could have, you know, done some reporting. But they really bungled it. What does this have to do with Ellen? Well, she has a new Netflix special coming out called Relatable. And... As part of um, promoting that, she did an interview with the New York Times um, where she basically said, I'm sick of playing nice. I'm sick of doing this. Yeah. <coughs> you know, I'm I'm tired of this, whatever. Um, and then she also dropped the bombshell that she has thought about ending her show before she signed a new contract and that lasts until 2020. She had actually considered ending it. And her brother was like, no, 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 we need your kindness. We need your kind of people out there right now. And her wife, Portia de Rossi, was like, mm, no. You can, you can do this um, in other ways. Like, you don't have to do a talk show if you don't want to. Obviously, ultimately, she decided to stay. Um, and I would, uh, my honest to goodness guess is if she has, if she's going to decide to leave, she's going to announce it before the end of this season, this current season. And next season will be just like Oprah's, a, a nice, long, um, farewell to a daytime icon. However, I'm not convinced that she really wants it in the show. Or um, that she wants to stop being a host. Because for while she was uh, culturally, like, she's always had a big impact by coming out. Um, and then with her, her show and her Be Kind, um, her, her Be Kind stance, um... But where I'm really seeing this fall is um, I think she just wants to transform. There's a reason why she named this special relatable. I think what she wants to do is just be seen as more human. She's tired of being seen as St. Ellen. She wants to get mad at people. She wants to be like, bitch, no. Um, I think she wants to get a little feistier with politics. And, you know, we all say, oh, that's her right, that's her right. But when she does, then she gets a lot of backlash. And so that's where you kind of have to 
balance it out and say, mm, what way's right, what way's wrong? Um, so I wrote, a, I wrote a sing piece, as many, many, many other people did. Uh, mine is on vocal media. It's called Ellen's Next Transformation. And the whole premise just revolves around her being ready to try something new. She's always taking big swings, and she's either hit or she's missed. Um, she was the first female to win um, Comedian of the Year by HBO, so that was a big hit. Her sitcom was not a big hit until she came out and did something different. And her uh, her talk show came out of the gate as a big win. And I think right now what she wants is to do something that's more creatively fulfilling. And um, I've told everyone, and I stand by this, I really think she's going to um, sign with Netflix for a new show. Um... Something where she can do every like the segments and everything she loves already, but where she can also do something a little bit more serious, a little bit more cutting edge. So what happens next? Um, she'll she'll see her deal with Warner Brothers um, Television through. Um, her talk show will be renewed through 2020 if it's not already. And then I'm going to say, um, like I said, I think she'll announce next year will be her last year. And probably just before the show wraps, she'll announce that she has a new show. Or she might give it a year. Um, there may be a no-compete clause um, where she can't host another talk show for a little while. Um, but given that she has show of shows, or, um, Game of Games, um, she had an HGTV show, um, she's producing, like, five million shows, scripted shows, um, I think they're all in pilot right now, or they were passed on. Um, but she'll, she'll still be busy and whatever. Um, and when the time comes, she'll announce her Netflix show. I'm almost positive of this. Um, and that's going to do it for me for today. I am wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Um, I will be back later on in the week. Um, we're going to be doing another road trip special. Because I will be traveling for, um, the holiday. And until then, I am raising my glass to you and saying cheers.